Totally Straight presents a Kyle and Brian production. The Marvelous Traveling Band and Wonder Emporium, Episode 5, Codename Monday Infinity. Welcome, dear listeners, to another exciting installment in The Marvelous Traveling Band and Wonder Emporium. On today's brain-twisting episode, you will have your... Whoa! Look out, guys! Look out, Max! There's one right behind you! I see it! These things are everywhere! Leo, I need you right now, buddy! Blast this one on my tail! But she's dead! We don't know that! We need your magic right now, Leo! We saw her go! She's gone! Leo, I need you, man! They're all around me! For God's sake, use your fireballs! Ah! Yeah! Happy now! They're dead, and so is Thursday! We'll be dead, too, if we don't get out of here soon. There's some more of them, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're getting ahead of ourselves here. You weren't supposed to hear that yet. Or were you? Let's redirect, shall we? To the present. But first, enjoy our catchy theme song. Sexy Monday. When we last left our heroes, they had each attempted to finally impress their various crushes. Thursday, meet me on the bridge at midnight for an amazing surprise. Wednesday, do you want to hear some poetry I wrote? With this plan, Marcel is sure to finally notice me. Giuseppe Donati, the famous inventor? And he wants me to be his assistant for the day? This has got to be heaven. However, through a series of hilarious and over-the-top coincidences, exactly nothing turned out the way it was supposed to. Though Marcel actually had a pretty swell time in Donati's workshop. But on with the show! We join our heroes on Monday Road, the main pathway through the land of Monday. A country where everyone and everything has gone a little insane to cope with the fact that it's always Monday. The sun is shining happily. The flowers are singing a cheery tune. Beside the road, a team of brave bees are playing cricket against some wonder wasps. And everyone but Marcel is in a terrible mood. On to Castle Monday. This is sure to be a fun day. Going to see my princess. I am going to win this. Hey Max, you sing us a tune. You know I'm no good at making up lyrics. I want a song to remember this awesome day. Man, I'm not really in a singing mood today. You're not in a singing mood? What's got you down? Did you finally get rejected or something? Something like that. Well, if you're gonna be a grump, then Leo and I'll have some fun. Hey, Leo, drop me a beat. Marcel, I don't want to drop any beats with you today. You too? Gee, what's wrong with you guys? We just had one of the greatest days of our lives in that village. Donati's workshop was incredible. 
Oh, I know what's going on. You're both down about Thursday leaving, aren't you? Well, more about you and Thursday, but yeah, I do miss her. Well, cheer up, buddy. We'll see her again soon. And honestly, she seemed kind of out of it these last couple days. I think she was distracted with personal stuff or something. Distracted with personal stuff? Yeah, you saw her. She kept going off alone and whatnot. Surely you noticed. Alone, Marcel? She wasn't alone. You know perfectly well what she was doing. Uh, being alone? For girl stuff? Girl stuff with you? With me? Leo, calm down. We talked about this. No, I'm not going to calm down. Marcel, I can't believe you. First I find out you're going with Thursday behind my back, and now you won't even admit it to me. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I didn't do anything with Thursday. I saw her go into the workshop to meet you when she was supposed to be meeting me. I heard her confess her love to you. I know everything, Marcel. How could you? You heard her confess her love to me? Yes, in the workshop. I was outside the door the entire time. I heard it all. And right when I was going to finally get her to like me. You like Thursday? Since when? Since forever. Leo, you've got to believe me. I don't know what you're talking about. I had no idea you liked Thursday. And there's definitely nothing between us. Anyways, you know friends go before girls. That's rule number one. So you and Thursday aren't having some secret relationship behind my back? Heck no. We're just friends. There's nothing romantic at all. You must have misheard or something, man. Believe me, I'd know if Thursday liked me. Oh, what a relief! I'm sorry, Marcel. I had such terrible thoughts. Don't worry about it, man. Girls make us do crazy things. Though I do think we have to have a talk with Thursday next time we see her. Maybe I still have a chance with her. <laughs> That's the spirit. And I'll clear this all up right away. She knows Princess Monday and I are in love. We had a big talk about it in the dungeon. See, Leo? It was all a big misunderstanding. I'm so glad we all made up. Let's never fight again. And so our heroes continue on to Castle Monday. Their hopes high and their friendships renewed. Little do they know, however, that dark days lie ahead. Look, I can see Castle Monday. Oh, I love the kaleidoscope wall slides. And the floating tower is so delightfully crystally right now. I just can't wait to see the princess. It's been so long. And so it is with happy hearts that our boys run over the fluorescent river of daydreams, up the half-smile staircase and through the glass cavern of twisty wonder, until they reach a pair of humongous doors, which melt before our heroes, admitting them into the throne room of Castle Monday. Princess Monday? Uh, Princess Monday? Wait a second. Something's different here. Was the throne room always so full of test tubes and sciency things? This is a little too crazy and disorganized, even for Monday. The throne room, normally covered in all varieties of artworks and live animals, is now filled with scientific machines, lab apparatus, and hundreds of detailed blueprints. Hello? Is anyone here? Hello! Are you delivering the new condensation hose? Just put it on the table there, please. Uh, no. It's the traveling band. You know, Max, Marcel, and Leo. The traveling band. With a clatter of falling glassware and fluttering papers, Princess Monday appears from behind an especially full table. She is wearing a lab coat and a pair of safety goggles much too big for her face. You guys are just the people I wanted to see. You don't happen to have a condensation hose on you, perchance. Uh, Monday, so happy to see you. Uh, no, we don't have one of those. No matter. You will be indefinitely useful in other ways. Useful? So useful. I'm sure you noticed there is a lot more science equipment than last time. It's everywhere! Yeah, I remember you had a small lab last time. 
but I thought it was just more of a hobby. A hobby? Science is my life! You guys came at the perfect time, for you see, things are not all right in the kingdom. So you already know about Brickfrog? Perfect. That's exactly what we came here to talk about. No, I don't know anything about a frog made of bricks. I'm talking about the war. What war? The war, with Tuesday, and the legions of the undead. You haven't heard about the miles of zombies, skeletons, and other rotting monstrosities massing Northern Tuesday? No. You guys are all about the adventuring, right? Well, you know we are. Fantastic! You're perfect then. Listen, I'm going to need you to sneak through the heart of the war zone and deliver my newest doomsday invention to my father on the front lines of the war. Only by doing this, we will be able to defeat the undead menace and save the fate of the kingdoms for science! Wait, you're serious? Yes, Marshall. I'm deadly serious. Uh, it's Marcel, actually. An undead army? Will our heroes accept the mission and risk certain death to save the kingdom? What is the princess's doomsday invention? And will she ever get Marcel's name right? Find out when we return with more in Act 2! Hey Kyle, what are you up to today? Oh man, my ex-girlfriend's coming over. Again? Didn't you dump her like forever ago? She's having trouble getting over me. She keeps showing up. This is why you need to do it like how I did with my girlfriend. Partially, so she never comes back. I wish you'd told me that months ago. Ugh, here she is. Hi, I'm Zoe Deschanel. Hi, Zoe. We know who you are. Do you like me? No, we broke up. You're happy? Yeah, I'm actually super happy. This thing, what are we doing? I mean, is this normal? No, it is not. You keep getting into our apartment somehow. Do I need to bring out the spray bottle again? No, because I don't want one. Well, you should probably leave then. I shouldn't have done that. Gotten mad at you. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? I dumped you. He dumped you months ago. You are my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, however you want to label it, I'm cool. Ugh, why don't you go find someone else? Because I don't want one. This is why I'm glad my ex-girlfriend isn't crazy. Have I ever attended a clam bake? Damn it. She's on the balcony. How does she keep getting up to our penthouse apartment anyways? Hey, Emma Stone, what are you doing out there? Just putting that on, that spandex with the built-in sneakers. We said we wouldn't talk about that. Who is a dynamic and brilliant science student. I know I am. We aren't together, though. Hi, I'm Zoe Deschanel. Both of you need to leave right now so we can work on our radio play. We don't care where you go, but you need to not be here anymore. Summer camp? Yeah. Yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, by the way, Zoe, I have some of your old clothes here still. Clothes? You need them to cover your body. <sighs> yeah, you do. Get, I feel drunk. Kyle, let's go. Sounds good to me. Bye, Zoe. You weren't a very good girlfriend. Have fun with your acting. If I wasn't an actor, I'd be a musician. Have I ever attended a clam bake? No. Okay, we're leaving now. Welcome back to Act 2, Love Bites. The scene opens on our heroes, shocked to discover that Princess Monday believes them to be the perfect guys to deliver her doomsday device to the front lines of the Northern Tuesday War. Marcel, what exactly is a doomsday device? Traditionally, it's a weapon that can bring a tremendous amount of doom to a planet usually destroying all life, or even the planet itself. 
That's what I was afraid of. Well, maybe I was exaggerating a bit for dramatic tension. It's really more just a super cool weapon, and it's not exactly working yet. But when it does, it'll certainly spell doomsday for any undead it comes in contact with. It's not even working yet? Then why do you want us to deliver it? Well, I was hoping to get it working any day now. You guys could just stick around until it's done. That'll be fun for everyone. Listen, Monday, you're great and all, but we're on a very important mission here. An important mission? Yeah, as I was saying earlier, we were warning all of the kingdoms about Brickfrog and his sinister... And you're not even listening. Sorry, Max. I just thought of something that may work for the weapon that I haven't tried yet. You can tell me about the geological amphibians later. Hey, uh, Monday? Yeah? Would you by chance need any help? I know some stuff about stuff. I, I mean, I can be pretty handy in the lab sometimes. You know your way around a lab? Well, yeah. I'm writing an encyclopedia of total world knowledge, after all. And I've learned quite a bit about this kind of stuff. You're writing an encyclopedia of total knowledge? Neat. Yeah, I remember last time I had you help me with the article on the integration of servos into the platelets of the bloodstream? That was you? Okay, you can help. I wouldn't mind having someone around to hand me tools and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I can help with more... Can I help too? Leo, wouldn't you rather go with Max to uh, somewhere else that isn't here? I want to see what all this science is about. People say it's like magic, but more metallic and shiny. Yeah, you guys can both help out. And Leo, you're completely right. Science is like magic, but the future... Nito! Yep. One day, scientists will completely replace magicians and finally modernize the world. Replace magicians? Completely. Why spend your entire life studying to do a few spells when you can pick up a machine that will do the whole job for you instantly? Because magic is the best thing ever! The second best thing now. Here, you two. Come over here and I'll show you around the lab. Alright, you guys have fun. I'm gonna go grab my travel guitar and jam a bit in the candy courtyard. You don't want to take Leo with you? <laughs> nope. I'm gonna go impress some castle girls. And you know that's a one-max job. You guys enjoy doing science or whatever. I'm definitely staying. There's no way that science is better than magic. I think you'll see that it is. I'm sure they both have their merits. So, Monday, about this doomsday device? Oh yeah, you guys are gonna love this. As Monday begins to explain her latest invention, Max is outside approaching the traveling band's trusty wagon, which has been inconspicuously and quietly following them this entire time, despite not once being explicitly mentioned. Is this a bit of a cop-out? Possibly, but who can tell? Nevertheless, we join Max just as he reaches the brightly colored wagon. Oh, wagon. You're so handy. Always carrying our instruments and faithfully following us through our adventures. How are you, boy? Good boy. It's time to wow some impressionable young handmaidens with some singing. Now, where's my guitar? Gee, it's dark in here today. Ah, here's the lantern. Ah, who are you? Oh, my sweet Maximilian, I've been waiting for you, and now you finally come back to me. Maximilian? Uh, no. And I know it's been a while since we've been in this wagon, but surely we would have known as someone living in here. No, my sweet, scrumptious Max. I've waited every day for you in the room on the tallest tower in the castle Monday, gazing out over the vast rolling fields, hoping to catch a glimpse of your glorious return, just like you promised oh so long ago. Wait a second. Mel? Mel the Handmaiden. Why are you so pale? Oh, just hearing you say my name sends tiny little goose pimples running all down my body. Yes, my love, it is I, your delicate flower, Mel. 
Okay, clearly there has been some sort of misunderstanding here, Mel. First off, that was a very long time ago. We've definitely been to the castle a bunch since then, and I've never seen you. Secondly, all we did was hang up for like one evening. An evening that changed my life forever. When you left, I couldn't go on. I sat in the handmaiden room, just crying and crying. 28 hours later, they tried to forcefully remove me, but my instincts kicked in, and I bit anyone that approached me. Finally, I left completely on my own free will and went on a pilgrimage to find out where you had gone. You've been following me this whole time? For months, but I could never quite catch you, even with the winds of true love propelling me forward. Then, while traveling in Northern Tuesday, I met someone and everything changed. Ever since then, I've been waiting patiently in the tower for my knight in shining armor to return and save me. Okay, well, I'm gonna grab my guitar and get out of here. This is way too creepy for me. You don't understand, my love dove. I know of a way for us to be together forever. Yeah, we were never together in the first place. What about all those things you said to me, all the songs you sang? That's just what we guys call pillow talk, Mel. Listen, I'm sorry I led you on, but this would never work out and I've got to be going. No, my Max, I need you. Kiss me passionately and make me remember what it feels like to be alive. Uh, no. See ya. Please don't be in the wagon when I come back. Yikes. Well, I'm glad that's completely over and done with forever. And so Max makes his way to the courtyard, where he plans on playing for the many beautiful handmaidens of Castle Monday. <laughs> oh, hi, ladies. <laughs> it's good to see you again, too. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be playing here today. Oh, hey you, looking beautiful as always. <laughs> Alright ladies, settle down. This is a song I like to call, The Most Beautiful Girl I've Ever Seen. I love you, Max! Marry me! Oh no. I want you inside of me for all eternity. Sorry ladies, I've got to take care of something really quick. Mel, please be quiet. I can't quiet my screaming heart. I need you to thaw the ice I feel. Please. We can talk after. You'll just leave. I'm never letting you out of my sight again. No. Listen, Mel. We aren't together. We never were together. And we'll never be together. But, Max... No. You need to get away from me right now. You don't want me around? Exactly. Now please go away. This doesn't make any sense, though. They said that if I... No. Max, you are mine. And if I can't have you, then no one can. With that, Mel runs towards Max, trying to catch him in her arms. Max quickly sidesteps the girl, causing her to lose her balance. With a cry, she flies through the air and lands on the ground with a loud and ominous crack. Oh, snap. Mel, are you okay? Max runs over to the fallen girl and discovers to his horror that not only is she not okay, but that lying a few feet away from her, completely disconnected from her body, is her head. Oh no, 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 what have I done? Oh no, no, no! Max! Max! Mel? You're alive? Well, sort of. That's just what I wanted to talk to you about. This is amazing. But wait, I mean, how? Your head isn't attached to your body. That's exactly it. A lot happened in my travels. I've changed quite a bit. But don't worry, it doesn't hurt. And once you're a zombie, we can be together until the end of time. Wait, once I'm a zombie? You'll soon be just like me, as soon as I bite you. Suddenly, Mel's headless body gives a start, and her hand flies out. 
wrapping Max's ankle and stopping him dead in his tracks. At the same time, Nell's head begins to roll towards our trapped hero, a huge grin on her pale face. Wow, you're one sick girl. Well, Mel, I'll tell you one thing. There's absolutely no way you're turning me into a disgusting zombie like you. Nah. No! Come back, Max. I love you with all my remaining heart. Max sprints towards the throne room, Mel's body dragging its way behind him. Meanwhile, we join Marcel and Leo just as Princess Monday is explaining her device to them. So you see, when it works, it'll be able to basically kill any zombie ever. Well, that will be handy in the war against the undead. You bet it will. This baby's gonna save the day. I call her the Decomposition Ray. Ah, because it only decomposes dead- Because it only decomposes dead, rotting skin. We can just shoot randomly on the battlefield and have no fear of hurting any of our own troops. I think I know a spell that can do that. Cool, we should compare them. Well, I don't personally know it, but I've definitely heard of one. And how long would it take you to learn that spell? I don't know. A, a while, probably. Whereas I can just go give this gun to a soldier, and as long as he has his trigger finger, he can be blasting in seconds. Science is awesome. Well, I suppose that is a bit useful. Monday, uh, what exactly is it working with the machine? Oh, just some stuff you probably wouldn't understand. It's all on those complicated blueprints over there. Want to go over there and take a look at them with me? Well, I don't have all day to explain them to you, but I guess in a few minutes I could. First, Leo, can I ask you a question? Uh, certainly! How long do you think it would take an average magician to be able to cast a fireball spell? A few years, maybe. I'm working on one right now. Well then, you're gonna love this. Come over and look here. With just a flick of the switch... Fire. Is that real fire? Touch it and find out. Ouch! It's real, alright! Um, I think I'm just gonna go look at these blueprints myself. As real as fire can be, and with one finger movement, literally anyone can do it. Not fingerless people! <laughs> Leo, you're such a kidder. This isn't that complicated. In fact, I think I may see the problem. But magic can be useful too! It can do all sorts of things science can't! True, true. For now, anyways. I'm not putting down magic. I love you, magician fellows. I thought you'd be interested in seeing a glimpse of the future. Right, the future. A future without magic. It'll still be around, I'm sure. In books and stuff. Now hold on a second, Monday. Magic will always be around. As long as I'm around, I'll make sure magic lives on. It will never die as long as just one person loves it. And I love magic with all of my heart. I wasn't saying it was going to die. Just that science is more accessible. How about we go look at the new invention? Harumph. Ah, uh, no, don't touch that actual machine. Don't worry, Monday. I fixed it. You did what? I made it work. It now does what it's supposed to. Really? How did you do that? Ah, I see. These modifications. And this thing here? Wow, I think this may actually work. Yeah, I know stuff about this kind of thing. Wow, Marcel, I didn't know you were actually into this kind of stuff. This is exactly the sort of stuff I'm into. Well, I'm forever grateful to you. You know what? We should go for dinner or something together sometime. Really? I mean, yeah, I, I would love that. You guys, quick, close the door. Max, what's going on? A bit of a girl problem. Monday, you didn't tell me there were zombies here in the castle. There isn't any undead here in the castle. Well, there's definitely one, and she's hot on my heels. A zombie here? Are you sure? That's a serious accusation, Max. That means she's a spy, which could mean terrible danger for us all. I'm positive. Well, then you guys have to go right away and warn my father on the front lines. There's no time to waste. Don't worry, my dear. Your beloved father is here. 
Oh my! Science guns, zombies, and now a singing king? Where will we go next? Find out when we return in the thrilling episodic conclusion of Act 3! Welcome everybody to the Andy and Jeremy and Hell in the Morning Show. We just want to start the segment the same way we always do. Hello, from Hell, I'm Andy. And I'm Jeremy. As always, we start off your day with a little fun fact. Today's fun fact, hummingbirds have been known to attack and kill humans if you disturb their mind. Browsers, gotta watch out for those little guys. Always the ones you least suspect. And now to Jeremy for a super special segment on hobbies. It's a rainy season here in hell, which means you're going to be spending a lot of time indoors. I find I like to keep my mind active by enjoying some homemade crafts. Today's craft, sock puppets. Socks with pockets. Have you ever had that experience where you just don't have enough pockets? I know I have. All you gotta do is sew a piece of fabric to the outside of your sock. Wow, sock pockets. Back to you guys. That's what I was saying. Oh, and we're back. I didn't see you there. Those were some interesting segments. I know what I'm doing this evening. Whatever was in the segments. Ha <laughs> ha I think that's something everyone can get behind. Oh, looks like we're getting the signal from our producer. We're running out of time here. Well, that's all we've got today. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Abby. Remember, the weakest part of a human is the heart. Goodbye. We'll see you next time on another Andy and Jeremy in Hell in the Morning Show. Welcome back to Act 3, The Princess and the Corpse. When we last left our heroes, they had just learned that Max's stalker ex-fling Mel was a zombie, and also most likely a spy. Luckily, at almost the exact same time, Marcel had gotten the decomposition radar work. If all of that wasn't exciting enough, the scene was concluded by the arrival of an interrupting opera singer, a huge crimson-bearded man known as King Monday. Salutations, my dear daughter Monday, and her friends and mine, the marvelous traveling band. Father, thank God you're here. But he's all covered in blood. Not to worry, it is but a flesh wound. I feel as live as a newly colted unicorn. But father... No buts! Things have escalated, they've gotten worse. The whole land is in the balance. So you know about the zombie here then? A zombie in my castle. Surely you just... I'll take that as a no then. I ran into a handmaiden that used to work here. And she has definitely been zombified. Actually, you probably would have passed her on your way here. Do you mean the headless girl crawling down the corridor? I thought that was a tad bit strange. Do you think she's a spy, Father? If she's here, then it confirms my suspicions. Emperor Decesis has a magic book of power. Emperor Decesis? Emperor Decesis! Emperor Decesis? Sprites Decesis. The magic book of power? Emperor Sprites Decesis is the unofficial king of the zombies. Of all undead, pretty much. You are correct, my tiny friend. King of the rotten horde. Skeleton zombies, anything that was raised from its final slumber. But father, if you are here, then who is leading our troops at the Tuesday front lines? I put Euro Cornelius in charge, for I have a much more important mission. If we are to win this war, I must head into the deep dark center of the dangerous monster infested realm of Tuesday and enlist the help of the king of the land, King Tuesday. 
But isn't he kind of the bad guy here? My bubblegum spies tell me that Emperor Decesis has rebelled against the king, and he's doing this all of his own accord. King Tuesday is unable to do anything due to the shaky piece of his monstrous objects. And you're gonna convince him to join the fight? Why would he even help you? Because he must! With Decesis in possession of a magic book of power, there's no telling what damage he'll be able to do. So he for sure has a magic book of power? Positively! And he's going to use it for evil! Guys, I have an idea! Let's all pay attention to the suited one's plan! Um, alright! Well, King Monday, what about if we help you? We are used to danger! Maybe we could help you get that book! You guys help get the book! Like sneaky delivery boys! You'll never see it coming! Great idea! And you're willing to head into dangerous territory with little to no chance of survival. Well, I don't know. Yes! You'll be at the front lines of terror, the war zone of fear, the battleground of dread. Are you up to the task? Of course we are! Perfect. Well, it's settled then. You will go to King Tuesday and convince him to fight, and I'll head back to the front lines and fight for the book. Wait a second! No time to wait! Beloved daughter, how is work going on the decomposition ray? It's going exactly perfect. Thanks to Marcel, it's working. Well, it was nothing. The world owes you its thanks, Marcel. How well does it work? Have you tested it yet? Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I think I know now the perfect way to test it out. Just then, a loud scratching is heard on the huge chamber doors, followed by a high plaintive wail. With a slow creak, the doors swing open and the body of Mel drags itself into the throne room her head slowly rolling beside it. Max, I did this for you. Ew, gross. Well, you shouldn't have done anything for me because I was never with you. Yuck, who is this supposed to be? Princess Monday, it's me, Mel. I spent my life serving you before I gave my life for love. Mel? That doesn't ring any bells. What were you, a handmaiden or something? It was a while ago. I relive that day every time I close my eyes. Wow, do we girls actually sound like that? I'm already sick of her whining. No, she's extra crazy psycho. Don't worry about it. Well, time to test out the ray. Goodbye, Mel. You are probably not a very good handmaiden if I barely remember you. Wait, how can you kill me? When my only crime was love, I only did this so that I could be with the person who makes me complete. Who here would act any differently in my position? How can you call yourself good guys and still do this? Please tell me, what evil have I committed? Good? Evil? I'm the girl with the gun. Wow, even I think that was a little intense. Monday, that was... Awesome, yeah, I know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the gun works, so there's no time to lose. We need to get you guys to the castle Tuesday and this gun to the front. You are correct! You boys must be on the road tonight, on the road to certain unparalleled danger! Could we maybe leave in the morning? With all these lives at stake! That would be preposterous! Oh, okay. I guess the road to Tuesday isn't that bad. Especially in the middle of the night. That's the spirit. I'll go get you some supplies, and soon you'll be on your way to adventure! Be seeing you!
How did we get signed up for this again? Max, this is for the safety of the entire kingdom. But aren't we here to warn about Brickfrog? Do you really think that Brickfrog is more of a threat than a guy called Emperor Decesis? Well, I suppose not. Exactly. This is for Monday after all. And I appreciate it immensely. You guys are all really amazing. And Marcel, thanks so much for helping me fix the gun. I probably wouldn't have figured it out without your help. Um, you're welcome. Hey, uh, Monday, can I talk to you in private for a minute? Sure, Marcel. Let's go out into the hallway here. Yuck. Zombie puddle. What's going on? Well, this has been bugging me for some time, but I, I never really brought it up to you. Yeah? What is it? Well, uh, two things, actually. Come on, Marcel. Spill it out already. Well, you never said anything about the poem, and you gave away the locket I gave you. What? Last time we were here, I left you a present on your bed. It was a locket with a picture of you and I inside of it, and a poem that I wrote for you. Wait a second. You wrote that poem? Uh, yeah. I thought it was obvious. You didn't even sign it. Well, I referenced a few of the special times we've had together. Are you talking about the line about talking in the throne room? Marcel, I do that with loads of guys. Wait, you remember the line? Well, of course I do. I actually really love that poem. You do? Yeah, it reads a little like a textbook, but the emotions, well, they really shine through. But I had no idea that you wrote it. I kind of thought that Prince Friday wrote it, actually. Prince Friday? That dick? I thought he liked Thursday. Yeah, he's been sending me lots of presents and stuff lately. Honestly, I thought that locket was a gift from him, so I got one of my handmaidens to re-gift it for Thursday. Now I sort of wish I had looked a time bit. Yeah, me too. You know what, Monday? I'm sort of happy you gave it away. Because now I can give it to you in person. Wow, how did you get it? Thank you so much. Oh, a picture of Thursday and I inside. Oops, I uh, forgot to change the picture back. It doesn't matter. Thanks so much, Marcel. I'll treasure it forever. Oh, uh, wow, thanks. This actually is going way better than I thought it would. Um, Monday, can I ask, I mean, can I maybe kiss you? You want to kiss me? Well, you do have a dangerous journey ahead of you. And a kiss from a princess has proven to increase the survivability chances by almost 68%. You know what, Marcel? It would be my pleasure to kiss you. Really? Uh, well, um, uh... Oh, wow. You're welcome. Now let's get back to your friends. We've got to get you on the road. Right. On the road. Okay, you guys. It's time to get the show out the door and on to Castle Tuesday. And so our heroes say goodbye to the Crazy Castle Monday and head out onto the road to Tuesday. The land of Tuesday is a dark place, perpetually covered in dark clouds and blanketed in dead and decaying trees. Unseen eyes watch our heroes and inhuman shrieks serenade them as they make their way through the black forest. Out in the trees themselves, packs of werewolves roam, vampires hunt, and bugmen do... bugmen things. However, our heroes have no knowledge of this as it is very dark and they can only see the path in front of them. This road actually isn't that bad. I mean, it's spooky, but not nearly as spooky as you'd expect from Tuesday. Yeah, and we haven't even seen a single monster yet, so that's a good thing. Ah! What was that sound, guys? It was probably just the wind. The wind? That was definitely the sound of someone dying, I'm sure of it. Uh, calm down, Leo. It was probably just an animal or something. An animal? Wait, guys, stop! Blood! Why would there be blood way out here, man? I'm sure of it this time. Come look. This is definitely blood. Human blood. He's right, man. This is definitely blood. 
It goes off into the forest, and by the looks of it, I'd say this is pretty fresh. Oh dear, you're right. Well, I guess you know what we have to do. Ignore it and keep walking while looking straight ahead. We've got to follow it. If someone is in trouble, we've got to try and help them. I suppose. You can do it, Leo. Just cast a lightning spell or something for us, and it'll be fine. I'm too scared to do magic right now. Or I could just use this lantern from the wagon. That works too. Okay, guys. Let's go save whoever this is. And so our heroes make their way off the road and into the forest, their lantern barely lighting the way in front of them. They make their way through the dead trees, dodging claw-like branches and following the trail of blood. Eventually the blood gets thicker, with huge streaks running along the rocks and stones. We've gotta be getting close. Oh good god! Oh hey, Leo found the guy! Or at least what's left of him. He's everywhere! Wow, I do not want to meet whatever this guy did. Ew, is that a leg in that tree? Hey, I found a bag or robe or something over here. Oh no, I found a so-so! Ah, he's still alive! Must get to one. We're, we're here now, we'll get you help. One. What? What are you saying? The Emperor. The Emperor? Emperor? Emperor Decesis. That must be who killed this guy. One, two, Emperor. <sighs> well, that happened. Wait. What is this? He had a book or something with him. Max, stop! Don't touch that! Oh, whoa, okay, what? Let me see that! Yes! Do you guys know what this is? No clue. This book that I hold here in my hands is none other than a magic book of power! Holy smokes! A magic book of power? Things are really getting hot now! But just who was the mysterious dead rogue figure and how was he killed? Why did he have a magic book? How will this affect our heroes? Will Marcel survive to get another kiss from Princess Monday? Find out when we return to the thrilling conclusion to the most exciting radio play ever, The Marvelous Traveling Band and Wonder Emporium!